So from Les Mis, I wrote what Onral, on, how do you say his name? Andros? Yeah. He sings uh, during my favorite song, ABC Cafe. Right. Um, obviously, Aaron Tveit in the movie. He sings, uh, now there is a higher call. Who cares about your lonely soul? We strive towards a larger goal. Our little little lives don't count at all. And then at the end, mm. right, song, at, at the end of the musical, you hear that actually together, we hear the people sing, and together we are going to be what continues the hope and the re- re- like revolution and also right. the idea of better. So I found that very interesting because I felt like, oh, this is, this isn't even, this is like more than halfway through the musical and mm-hmm. yet we're still trying to decide. And there are still characters here who are representing this side of self-importance is like our own journey is not important. There are mm. other people who are saying our own journey is important because we're all important to the larger right. journey. Hello, and welcome to episode 62 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your Easter Candy Coma's unhinged production of Carousel Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. Honestly, proud you got that in one take. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> in case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and you should share this with all your friends and family. Share this, our final March Musical Badness episode. Yes, you should share uh, Theater Nerds podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, right. including leaving a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Mm, to find out more about this Theater Nerd cult that we run ourselves, check us out <laughs> at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. In today's episode, we're discussing March Musical Madness, The Championship. The Championship? Is that how you say it? Yeah, the, the final championship. 16, 16, 16 more minutes. Get ready, game on! <laughs> Also, I'm just looking up because I didn't really realize that congratulations, UConn, for winning the actual NCAA. They beat out San Diego State, which both of them cannot believe they got that far. Definitely messed up my bracket. Definitely not what I had. This is me. Uh, what? Okay. So Wait, as of recording also, who this, won? who won your, your bracket? Remember you were betting with your family? Who? Yeah, I don't know. I took the app off my phone. I didn't even look. I think my brother won. <laughs> he was like, it wasn't me. I don't even know. 
Um, yeah, so as of recording this, we are four days past March Madness, the actual March Madness, and I didn't even know who won. So I think next year I will not partake. Love that for not, you, Taylor. I might not partake <laughs> in the real March Madness. But um, it was fun while it lasted. It was fun. <laughs> I, I didn't come in last. I came in seventh. So oh, out of, that's out good. of 11. Yeah. Who was last? Um, I don't know. I can no, tell you. Not you? Yeah. Not me. That's all that matters. <laughs> that's all that. Yeah. But what am I even asking a follow-up I, question? I for? lost $10. That's all. Oh, sad. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. But here we are, Rachel. Oh, Taylor. Oh, here goodness. we are. Episode 62, our final March Musical Madness episode. Yes, we are here. It's been a long week. I don't know how you feel. It's um, always a long week. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long day for me. I just worked 12 hours today. As of recording this, it is 8.30 p.m. 8.40 p.m. <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> I've so, been up since um, 5.30 a.m. So. <laughs> if you think that you are yeah. hearing crazy things, it might not be that you haven't had enough coffee. It might just be that this is a, a very weird time for our sure. podcast. Yeah. It's all right. You know, we're cruising. We're on cruise control. <laughs> You still have to be awake we're, to be on cruise control. No, you don't. It's fine. We're unhinged as we always are. Always. Um, yes. Uh, of yeah. course, we're going to get into our final championship musical matchup. Yeah. Crazy. Madness. I know. I have lots um, of thoughts, Taylor. So yeah, we can't both wait. have. Yeah, I know. We both we did some heavy research for this episode. Yeah. Heavy. And when we say research. We mean, I mean we went out and performed in the streets both of these shows. <laughs> we did a full-on <laughs> musical, one man yeah. only, one woman. Yeah. And I yeah. performed every yeah. part in Les Mis. Check it out on our Instagram. Three-hour runtime. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and I did next to normal. I poured pills into a trash can. And <laughs> oh, did and you put the people? Was it pancakes? Yeah. What's in the first uh, scene? No, I always toast, get it wrong. Sandwiches. Toast. See, sandwiches. this is why I think it's pancakes yeah. every time. Yeah, I want yeah. it to be clearly. That's why you're not a true fan. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly, that's the reason. Yeah, yeah. you still think Costco's in the in the show? Yeah, <laughs> the Costco number. I do. Well, that's I a deep cut for own. all you next yeah. to normal fans. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Mm. Oh, well, well, we're going to talk about some fun theater news. Yes. I like the segment that we're doing. I know. I, I was thinking, I was thinking we should keep it Taylor. too. Yeah. I, fun. I love it. Yeah. Let us know, guys, if you like it, or we'll just keep doing it until you guys <laughs> Yeah. If like you say it. nothing, we're going to keep doing it. Until so. we have a Patreon, we will keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> oh man so well, the first thing sponsor us. did you get a chance i did i you know maybe i'll keep this in maybe i won't but did you get a chance to watch any of the olivia um performances for this year yeah no not really oh, it's okay i mean yeah i watched the tiktok version of them so no i didn't watch the full clips oh, okay i yeah. will tell you i was i was t- really busy watching miscast the miscast clips that were on TikTok and Instagram before they got taken down because Miss Cass likes to right. make you pay for it to be virtual. So that was what well, they was eventually put it on YouTube, don't they? Yes, they but they, they eventually, but they are did started this whole thing last year or maybe it was the year before where they started doing virtual tickets. And so they released the full thing um, mm. a week later 
from when it was happening and you can buy tickets mm. to have exclusive access to that. Wow. Did you, you, but you didn't buy the virtual ticket. No, I was, that's why I was too busy just scouring right. the interwebs for the little clips where Rachel yes. Zegler saying, I was going to say, who'd I be? I assume. Who'd I be? Yeah. From Shrek. Yeah. 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 I knew she sang a Shrek song. Her dress during the cast was amazing, but also her dress she wore to the event was also amazing. Yeah. Whoever her stylist is, wow. She's incredible. incredible. Yeah. And I saw, yeah, it was all really, it was all really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I was the there Olivia, a year ago, so. Yes. You I were. wanted to, I know. Uh, I know shout out, maybe the best performance I've ever seen was Katrina Link um, playing uh, If I Were a Rich Man with the. Yes. With the uh with the violin. I didn't see that it was, live, but the video that, of it is incredible. That was it. Was that in 2019 or 2017 or twenty eighteen? It was the year of Bane's visit, so it must have been twenty eighteen. We're gonna we'll link it in the show notes. It is it's like one of the most staggering like you're like, how is someone this talented? I just don't understand. Uh crazy. While Rachel's looking that up, the Olivier Awards, the Lawrence Olivier. Uh, in case you guys don't know who that is, yeah, famous actor and playwright and all these things, uh, director, 2018, yes. Um, we're, uh, this past week held on April 2nd at Royal Albert Hall and hosted by Hannah Waddingham of Ted Lasso. Yes. So amazing. She is a Broadway and, and West End theater girl. Um, if you guys didn't know, she plays Rebecca on Ted Lasso. But she also she she was in on Broadway in Spain a lot on Broadway. She played. Oh no way. She played Lady of the Lake. She played it in London and then she played it in Bro- on Broadway. So that's amazing. And then also, of course, played the witch in Into the Woods in in London. She did. She was in the Lay Miz movie, as we talked about. She's done a ton of stuff. I love them when we talked about that. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that this week because the TikTok was going around of being like, "Look at this cameo," you know, Rebecca from um, from Ted Lasso, and I was like, "Y'all are mm-hmm. behind on the time spam." Yeah. Um. Well, I do want to say. Best new musical went to Standing at the Sky's Edge, which I did watch the clip from. And it's a basically about this, it's this about this town in England, um, Sheffield, about a apartment complex of three families over 60 years living in this apartment complex in Sheffield, England. And that's just what the musical is about. And it looks very interesting. Beating out the band's visit, Sylvia and the Tammy Faye musical. Wild. So that's, that's that's definitely wild. And it was the only award it took. It was that it that it won. Really? So that's crazy. Katie Braben winning um Best Actress in a Musical as Tammy Tammy Faye, which feels right mm-hmm. as uh, Jessica Chastain won an Oscar for her role playing. Uh, Tammy Faye. Newsies not nominated for Best Musical. So the most the performances I saw were the Newsies watched over again were the Newsies performance and then the Tammy Faye performance and then I watched the Standing at the Sky's Edge because I was curious about what this musical was that won. And was it um, good? The t- 
it was very good, but I also was like, I don't know what this show is about. I was very confused. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then Newsies was iconic, and I wish it's it would have taken. It was so good. And there were some girl Newsies. All the Brooklyn Newsies were girl Newsies. Bless. The Brooklyn. I know. I it was that. amazing. And then Tammy Faye, I got to say, was really bad. <laughs> it was like, it was like, Wait, bad like... Cinderella bad. I was about to ask you yeah. on a scale of one to bad Cinderella, how bad was it? It I was don't bad even Cinderella. No. And the, Tammy Faye, that I, she didn't even perform. And Angie Reynolds didn't perform. When so people like, who are nominated don't perform, I don't yeah. understand. I don't yeah, understand. I don't know. Doesn't and also, sense. like, do English people get this story? Like, it's such an American story. And it's also weird because they were like, here's televangelist Billy Graham. And I'm like, wow, that's weird like and oh yeah and also like there's a part of the story that's set in virginia beach which is where i kind of currently live and i'm like this is weird and that is so strange it's very strange yeah wow i didn't think about that but congrats to all the winners and hannah waddingham (laughs) for hosting and also um this this show on youtube says it was four hours long Wow. So I'm I guess like, I will people, be maybe watching some of that later. But people maybe not. complain that the Oscars is too long, but I'm like, hey. <laughs> uh, also, Paul Mescal, who was nominated for uh, an Oscar this year, won Best Actor um, in a play for a Streetcar Named Desire. So good for him. Yes, and then he went to McDonald's afterward. That was yeah. the yeah. meme I saw. Right. See, I'm in the know. I'm just not in the same you kind of. Yeah. Um, Zubin Varla winning best actor in a supporting role for playing Jerry Falwell in Tammy Faye. That is <laughs> just, just so wild. I just can't. It's so weird. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, um, moving on. Uh, we had an opening on Broadway. Do you know what I'm going to talk about right Another now? Another opening. It's corn. It's <laughs> corn. It's corn. It shocked everyone oh, on Broadway. He, wait, the little corn kid was there, and it was so cute. I shed so many tears. Guys, so many people were at that premiere. People you would not have expected. Yeah. Kelsey Ballerini was there. Yeah. yeah. Like, wild well, and crazy. I guess. Yeah, Shane McNally. Yeah. Mac, Mac, what? McNally. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I saw, um, I watched an interview, I sent Rachel this interview thing with the cast and with the writers on, I think it was CBS did it, and um, uh, did you watch that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. I was like, so good. these people are, seem lovely, and so down to earth, we'll put it in our show notes below. I really um, think this is, this is the show that people are going to be surprised by. It's the feel-good show. It's the... I want to laugh like yeah. also this has a moral plot but at the same time it's not screaming at me to do anything I don't have to think too hard and yet I'm transformed it's funny yeah. it's fun it's fast-paced I've heard and Alex Newell that's what I've heard Those that's what I'm saying I think if anything wins Alex Newell is gonna win like yeah. he is gonna win I think I'm calling that maybe Kimberly and Kimbo will win best score and Shaq will win best musical that's my prediction time will tell yeah i do want to read you're just excluding new york new york altogether then i don't i think it'll be nominated but i don't think and it's God cinderella altogether. well of course i am and um, something hot 
Some like it hot, not something hot. Some like it hot. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I don't know. That's there's just too many. There's too many. I know there are actually yeah. too many musicals yeah, yeah. this year. I do want to read the New York Times the snippet from the New York Times review because <laughs> oh, is this Green, the same? Is this the uh, same person? This is the same reviewer who wrote "Bad Cinderella," like more like whatever, whatever the headline was. New York Times. I'm pretty sure it's the same. I have the app on my phone. Bad Cinderella, the title warned us. Yeah. Yeah. This is the same guy. Yes, it is the same person. This is what I'm saying that people had to make those comparisons. Anyway, Jesse Green, New York Times, did not like Shucked. This is a snippet. He says, quote, still with all its fake unsophistication, Shucked is what we've got. And in a Broadway season highlighted by an anti-Semitic lynching, a murderous barber, and a dying 16-year-old, some amusing counter-programming is probably healthy. You may even find its final moment moving as the paradox of separation and inclusion is resolved in a lovely flash. Just don't expect an intellectual nourishment. Forgive me. I'm breaking my promise but it's mostly empty calories you'll find in this sweet down-market cornucopia. <laughs> First of all, so many puns. Yeah. Um, but wow, yeah, that that's a lot. That, that, yeah. yeah, that's a lot, but that actually doesn't say that it's bad. Like, the Bad Cinderella review says, like, this is all bad. Yeah, that's true. And this is, like, this is this is basically fluff. Where mm-hmm. It's fluff. And, yeah. like... But no, here's the here is my counter argument for someone who's never seen the show. Um, the marketing team knows it's fluff. Like everyone on stage, yeah. no one's trying to pretend it's something else. Yeah, they're very aware. They like yeah. know. They are pretty self aware. Part of the thing, like they literally yeah. had corn and had races to figure out who could shuck the corn fast on the fastest between guests and the performers on the day of the premiere like they know what's up (laughs) and no one's trying to say that they're going to be the next pulitzer prize winning musical i mean i just i just think i don't think right like you imagine hamilton a strange loop shocked those are the last the last (laughs) thing like the, the idea of being able to have something that is sweet that we like that is comforting and comfortable it's like pie um like we love a dessert we love a moment of sweetness and to be fair there is very little of that in all the other shows Mm -hmm. that are on on broadway right now i mean new york new york will will time will tell i've heard it's great heard it's i've heard it's getting good reviews yeah um, and again, uh, Shucked's marketing team needs a special Tony Award. We will keep they saying They yeah. really do. Like, yeah. full-on really do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next item of business is that the Disney company <laughs> announced that again. they're going to be doing a live-action Moana movie oh, yeah. what the heck? in the works with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And maybe... Um, a Leo Cravalho, is that how you say it? I just want to. I just sure. don't understand. In the Aren't works? they though? They're yeah. the ones who were in the original. Musical. They were. So they. Why do okay, we need so... a live action of them? So this one, okay. So she did post about it. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing she is gonna play Moana in it. I don't know. I feel like she's too old. I don't know. 
but I'm also very Disney, weirded out. Did you see that. the picture of the girl who's going to play the live action Lilo and Lilo and Stitch? No. Oh, oh, wait. I got to show you. Oh, wait. She is so cute. I know. She's like actually a child. This is what yes, you need. Yes, that's we what need, I'm like, saying. A child. Because Moana is supposed to, I mean, she's not that young, but she's supposed to be like, like a teenager, like a young teenager. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we'll this. see. None of this. I mean, uh, uh, Leo Cravalho is going to be playing Janice in the Mean Girls movie. So that's fun. That is fun. But I think yeah, that I will be good. Also, what I'm saying is, it's only been six years since Moana. And that's why like, I didn't even like, do we need yeah. this? Right. And also, can't we just have a Moana sequel? Like, Ooh. or a stage show? I don't know. Um, please, please. Yeah, we did Frozen right away. Why not do Moana? Um, water. Yeah, that's true. Right. But we all mm-hmm. saw how the Little Mermaid went on Broadway. <laughs> yeah. Yes, with the with the curtains. Yeah, yeah. Well, some um, expensive curtains. The sign in Sydney Brewston's window. Which stars Rachel Brosnahan, Marvelous Nasal, and Oscar Isaac is going to transfer to Broadway this month. This season. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess they were like, we just need a theater, and then they found one, and then. It's just crazy. It is crazy. Um, Excited for them. I think. Yeah. I love both of them as actors, and I think that'll be fun to see. I wonder. The play is a bit wild, and people were like, "It'll never go to Broadway." Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I mean, like, it's good. I mean, they said it was good, but it's like, oh, what a show to do off-Broadway because it would never be something that sells for on-Broadway. I you know, I've been good. hearing that Jessica Chastain in A Doll's House is amazing. I've so, been hearing similar yeah. things. I think plays are going to be something to contest here. Yeah. So we'll see how this does. I love both of them. and I think I would, you know, I, I, w- I would see also, them in this show. But Life of Pi, best be beaten now, everyone. Right. Yeah. Here True. I am. But maybe the puppet, like my stage, the lighting. They need to have special puppet awards too at the Tonys. I That's tell all I'm saying. You. We should be yeah. in charge of the awards. Yes. Call us up, uh, Tony committee. Not who wins. Well, the I guess I guess we could be on category. I guess we could be on the Tony committee because we don't have to see all the shows. So Yes. That's right. <laughs> we'll, we'll just For give Shaq's best movies a call and then <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, Joy Woods is going to star oh, as Audrey so in Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. I saw Joy. She this she's returning to the Little Shop of Horror stage. Um yeah. and I saw her in the production that I went to. Uh and so awesome. I'm very excited to see her. Or not, I won't see her, <laughs> but to see her blossom as Audrey because she is such a yeah. beautiful voice. Yeah. Absolutely excited for that. She looks great, like in the wig, mm-hmm. in the costume. She looks so good. She looks so good. Um, and then our final two points that I want to hit, unless you want to hit anything else, are um, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> what the MPH. Yes, <laughs> Rachel sent this to me, and I was like, oh my gosh. MPH I thought it was joining, an April Fool's joke. Joining the company of Peter Pan goes wrong. Um, yeah, because he posts four days. I guess that wasn't on April. No, it wasn't on April. No, it wasn't. Yeah. That's why that it wasn't. Yeah, it would have. That's but, why I was yeah. thinking, this is a great joke, but no, it's real. So he's going from April 11th to the 30th. So it's literally like 
in two days from as of releasing this, as yeah. of this being released. Yeah. So that's crazy. I'm excited for him. Uh, we love a good Neil moment. Well, this is what I'm wondering is, can he get nominated for a Tony? Is he, but he's a replacement, right? Oh, I guess he is. Right? I don't know. This is the thing is that like. Because we don't really all... know what the cast is like. Yeah. Like, the eligibility of Tony's, like, I'm always curious, like, I guess, like, only in original cast. Like, only, like, Philippa, Brian Doshi, James, all those people in Into the Woods. could Like, Stephanie and Sebastian yeah. cannot be nominated. Right. right. I think, well, actually, I mean, I think that they have to, yes, I think that that's true to an extent. I think that the production gets to say if they're going to nominate people or not. Throwback to yeah. when Sutton Foster wasn't. When Music Man wasn't going to nominate anyone from Music Man. Throwback to that. Do you remember right. that? That lasted yeah. all 2.2 seconds. Right. But. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I know I said I had last two things, but I just quickly want to say the Barbie trailer came out this month or this week and yeah. um, is taking over the internet. It is. And um, talk about we'll marketing. Be, will be the biggest movie of the year, I think. I think it will make a billion dollars. I truly... <laughs> at least I hope. People are like, how am I going to do that day? I'm going to go to Barbie, Oppenheimer, and then Barbie. Yeah. And I was like, well, there you go. If I like Barbie that much, I will, but I'm definitely doing a double feature, so we'll see. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 It looks amazing. I think that the storyline... I'm intrigued by what the storyline is going to be. I know a little I, bit about the storyline. I think it'll be good. I think I it'll think, be good. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be good. Greta Gerwig, so. We trust. We put all our trust in Greta Gerwig. Truly. Um, at least I do. And then finally, we will. We must talk about the return of the Apple TV Plus show, Chicago, um, which I have to say, just because I've been working a lot and have not had time, I've not had a chance to watch the first two episodes. Ooh. But Rachel, take the stage. Well, I'm trying not to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't watched it. Tell us about you. Schmigadoon. First of all, if you don't know anything about Schmigadoon, the first season of the Apple TV show, run, don't walk. Yep. To Apple TV and get a free trial if you don't have it or <laughs> log on in and watch the first season. It is so good. Essentially, these. And while two, you're there, watch Ted Lasso. Yeah, but first yeah. do this. Yeah. And um, essentially, the, the overarching plot is that these two modern day characters, people, get lost after having an argument in the woods and come about a magical place called Schmigadoon. And Schmigadoon yes. is set in like the time period of musicals like carousel and music man and what else and brigadoon which is what it's and based Brig- on. yes yes and seven yes. brides for seven brothers and right like all of mm. that and um and music totally, man. did you say I music, said man? music man oh yeah. i'm sorry there are so many more i'm just drawing a blank because i'm thinking about this season already but anyway it's really good and it's a play off of all of that and it you know obviously follows the the conflict that originally created them to get lost in the woods the two characters they resolve through a through the time when they're in this fanciful land where singing and dancing Mm -hmm. frequently happens so very good amazing people in the show 
And so season two. Such as Alan Cumming, Ariana DeBose, Aaron Tveit, um, Christian Chenoweth. Um, Cecily Strong. Cecily Strong, Keegan Michael Key. Um, who's the girl that's the, the blonde? Dove Cameron. Dove Cameron, thank you, yes. Um, and many, many a more Titus Burgess in season two. Yes. yes. And so then now we are in season two and essentially the same characters. There's a conflict again, a different kind of conflict and try not to give anything away. They end up trying to find Schmigadoon and they don't find Schmigadoon. Instead, they find Chicago. Love it. And Chicago is the next era of musicals. Essentially, it represents the next era of musicals. With musicals such as Chicago, uh, a chorus Sweeney line. Todd, right? Sweeney Todd. Oh, oh that drag? Um, cabaret. And oh, cabaret. Right, right, right. <laughs> I just yeah. couldn't think of it. Yes, hair. Um, oh, Annie, Pippen, apparently, in season Annie, in season Oliver. Two. Yes. So, all of those. Company. It's company, yes. Also, Pippin. Did I say that? Yes, Pippin. Oh, Pippin. Yes, Godspell. Yeah, yeah. Hair. Um, yeah, anyway, so good. It is an era of darker musicals and very good. Love um, that. Yes, super. It's great. the uh, it's the if they do three seasons, it's the Empire Strikes Back of of Schmigadoon. Yeah, it's it's actually just like clearly they knew their audience. The dancing, mm-hmm. I dare I say, this I prefer this era of musicals anyway. So the dancing, the songs, it's just over the top. Um, mm-hmm. And it, Cecily Strong, I just love her very much. And I have such yeah. a respect for her. And her character yeah. in this show is just so great. So, Cecily Strong starring in Fat Ham right now. Or not I, Fat Ham, the Thanksgiving play. The Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving play. play. Yes, on Broadway. Um, I do want to quickly shout out also the show Up Here, which is on Hulu in the United States. And I believe on Disney or on Star around the world. Um but music and lyrics, Christian Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez, in a, and a um, uh, script by Stephen Levinson of David Hansen. It is a wild concept about a romantic comedy about these two people falling in love. But you hear, you see their inner thoughts, and they also sing. Like there's three people to each person, and they're like basically their inner thoughts. And they also sing their inner thoughts. And it is very interesting. And I'm not all the way through. But um, the first episode directed by Tommy Kale, who directed Hamilton. So check so it out. Lots of things happening. And one more thing that I yeah. want to share. Yeah. Is that this week we got a casting announcement for um, Broadway <laughs> Center Stage the Kennedy at the Kennedy Center's production mm. of Mon- uh, Monty Python's Spamalot. I thought you would want to talk about this. And, um, yeah, we have amazing two-time, like, Tony Award nominee Alex Brightman in it, which I think – did we know that before this week? I feel like we did. Mm-hmm. And James we Monroe, Iglehart, and um, yeah. Leslie uh, Kreitzer and Rob McClure. And then also, though, Michael Urey, um was announced that he would be joining yes. this week. Yes, I know. Incredible. So. I need to take a trip, is what I heard, to see that show. Shall we talk about these two monstrosities of shows? We shall talk about um, (laughs) these two shows. Our final final countdown, March Musical Madness. We've come to the end. 
This is the Okay, and I think that it's hard to talk just about two shows and pick a winner because we all know how anti-winner I am about things and I wish wash and also don't want to show favorites and also want the underdog to win, but also respect the legacy of theater. Is there an underdog here? There's a lot going on, but I would say that I, what was funny this week is I thought, how am I going to really think through and judge this? Because we have all the facts and figures. We've talked about how long they've run. We've talked about who's in them. We've talked about how many Tony Awards, if they won the Pulitzer Prize, yada, yada. But you know what we hadn't fully talked about is how we feel about them in like a start to finish this show overall. And so I True. went to text Taylor and I said, Hey, Tay, I'm going to listen to the show, st- both shows start to finish like back to back and see how I feel about them. And he was like, Oh my gosh, I was going to tell you, I was going to do the same thing too. Cause yeah. um, because yep, we're the exactly. same uh, sometimes. The same and most of the time. Yeah. Until we disagree on who should win. Um, no. And I think that that was, I don't know how you felt, Taylor, but it was a very helpful exercise. Did mm-hmm. it feel helpful to you? It was. It really reminded me how different these shows are. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I had the opposite thought, but I love that for you. Oh, you did? You you thought they were more similar? Yeah. I thought, oh, wow. Tell me about that. Okay. I think, As obviously, I eat this the- thin mint. I love that for you. Girl Scout the, cookies. Obviously, the orchestra, and we love Finmans. We There should be a whole musical about Girl Scout cookies. I'm just saying. That would be so fun. Take the Girl Scout from Beetlejuice. A shocked version of Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> I mean, just could be so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, there has to be a tap number, though. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I think... When I was listening, I listened to Les Mis first, and I, I will too. tell you that the first time I listened through, because I then listened to Les Mis again, um, I listened, listened to, to Les Mis twice. Yeah, I did. Also, did you do time, the original Broadway recording? So that's what I was going to say. The first okay, time I yeah. listened to the original Broadway recording, because this is technically where it lands on this, like that's who would be playing right. in our March Musical Madness. Um, and when I listened to that, and then I listened to Next to Normal back to back, I was weeping at my desk. I don't know why I did that to myself. Literal tears fell down my face right. multiple times. Mm-hmm. But I think, especially in light of what has been happening in my city over the past two weeks, but I right. think that they felt very similar to me um, in terms of how the music builds and when it plateaus and when it comes back down and the echoing mm, that happens in the music. So I know that the orchestra and the orchestrations are so different, right? Like one is a actual big orchestra style, classic style, and the other is more rock style. Um, but they both kind of rise and fall. They both have similar um, patterns of echoes throughout with the music to indicate certain types of emotional experiences that sometimes Mm -hmm. are echoed by other people having the same emotional experience as the person who originated that type of like melody which I found was really interesting and both of them when they have big numbers when they have ensemble numbers which is hard to say for next normal because it's just the whole cast is five people or six people and um, it, they both have the like 
this is what's happening in like battle moments and then they also have like we're mourning and we're at stasis and it musically and I found it really interesting I was like these two shows not only do they have very similar narratives I think about what life is and the meaning of life and the certain players that are part of that um, and the atrocities that befall us as people who live on this earth. But they also musically like kind of mirror each other just in a very different style. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's super interesting. I didn't listen to them back to back. So I think I would maybe would have noticed that more. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was just I just really wanted to be in pain emotionally. (laughs) <laughs> right. They're both very emotional shows. Yeah. Um, I do want to say Next to Normal has five instruments. Yeah. Has a bass, it has a cello, a drums, a guitar, and a violin. And a pi- That's it. Oh, there's no piano? Well, it says percut well, synthesizer. Okay. So yeah. Yes. I'm and there's probably a piano. So six. Les Mis has 14 instruments. Mm-hmm. Bass, cello, two horns, two keyboards, a a percussion, three reeds, so a flute, Mm. an oboe, a clarinet, a trombone, a trumpet, a viola, and a violin. Yeah. Wow. And you can tell when you're listening that it's a a big orchestra. Even the very beginning sounds of Les Mis. And as we saw in the movie, ooh, no, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it is interesting. I mean, it's in- when you boil it down. Of course, next to normal is just about a family and the the mm-hmm. struggles they go through. But Les Mis is about what I mean. Ultimately, it is about like Valjean and the family he chooses, which is. It's about the people he chose to surround. I mean, obviously, he stole a loaf of bread for his sister, but he chose Fontaine. He chose Cosette. He chose these people to surround himself with. Next to normal is about the family you don't choose, but that you that you kind of have to learn to live with, which is interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I I I spent some time writing down lyrics from both shows mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I also felt like <clears throat> they're so different and so similar. Like I think when I think about what Les Mis is, it's about people who are caught in the system and the world of injustice right. trying to make meaning in community being exiled of community, right? Like trying to make meaning of the injustices of the world, however they can. And Javert is a very, very good point to this. Like we learn so much about what it looks like to sabotage ourselves by deciding that we're going to follow the letter of the law and to an extent that is so extreme without being able to look the people in the eyes and realize that they're suffering. So I actually think it's about, for me, Les Mis is about this big 
experience of injustice, of oppression, and then how everyone decides to play their part in it and make meaning out of how to live in this space. Um, and then I think similarly, uh, Next to Normal is about the, in, not the injustices, but the the kind of cards that were dealt, the mental yeah. cards that were dealt, the life that yeah. were dealt, and having to choose how to navigate that. And you totally. see a lot of conflict internally, obviously, with Diana, but then you see a lot of internal conflict between, um, you know, all, actually every other character who's alive. And then their their conflict together of how are we going to choose to react to this? And then where do we land? And they both, which is what I think I love so much about both of these musicals, I think that they don't move away from the suffering as quick as other musicals or other, uh, like we want them to move. We're done looking at this. Mm -hmm. By the time that multiple people have died and Gavroche has died, I'm done. Like, I don't want to deal with this anymore in Les Mis. Yeah. And by the time that the, by the time that the dad, whose name I can't remember, what's his name? Dan. Dan. By the time that Dan realizes that his wife's going to leave him, actually, and he, Boiler. sorry, and he no, notices okay. his son. Right. I am done. I'm like done already. I'm done act one, song two, not going to lie. But like, mm. I'm completely done and we don't move away at, from it. At everything else. <laughs> Yeah, but we don't we don't move away from it very quickly. Yeah. And yet and yet they end on this hopeful note of like, but we know that this is not the end. This is not the whole story. And that together, we're fighting for something that is bigger or better, or more stable or peaceful than what we have both of them in the way <laughs> both of them have big finales that basically end in like, yet there is hope vibes that's the secret sauce of both of these shows is that yeah. they're both so dark but also yeah. end with <clears throat> such hope in the end which is kind yeah. of incredible <coughs> the, the is. only the darkest night in the end only what is it um only the darkest night will end and the sun will rise and then you know this yeah. the you know there will be light is next to normal we need some light there yeah will be light. What about you? Okay, so and when you think about the two of them and anything else you want to share together, because I do want to talk about some of the lyrics I found that were yeah. just like, how the heck do we deal? Well, it's hard to process a little bit because Les Mis feels like such like, it was like maybe the one of the first, besides High School Musical, not to reference that name, is it was like one of the first shows I fell in love with as a kid because I saw it when I was really little and yeah. it felt like, and but next to normal feels like it was like one of the first shows I fell in love with as a older, older kid. I was still a kid older, you know, um, it felt more mature than lame is, which is interesting. Cause I feel like they're both mature, yeah. but it felt yeah. m more, you know, I mean, there's it's more modern, so it's more it deals with a little bit more edgier things. I would say there are more bad words. Yes, that is true. Although this bastard God. of the house. Yeah, yeah, true. So, 
Um, and it also, I just remember so many times listening to it and finding so much like comfort and mm. solace in it and feeling less alone listening it to next to normal. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if I, I think lame is personally is like, uh, is like a nostalgic, like love that I'll always have because it's, it's just like, well, it's also like one of the best and it's one that I've seen a million times and I've actually performed in, in high school and all these things, but next to normal is almost that like warm blanket, like comfort, like, which sounds strange because it's, it's a really dark show mm-hmm. at times, but it's such a like, yeah, it's such a comfort that you can go back to it and just feel so much. There's so many feelings yes. related to next to normal. And I yes. think there's different feelings about Les Mis, but they're not that they don't feel the same. And dare I say that part of that is because part of I, I think t- there are two reasons why they don't feel the same. Number one, there are more characters in Les Mis. Yeah. It is trying to do more. There is a like plot for someone to find someone and kill some like right like there is all all yeah. these subplots and in next normal there's like one subplot and then one majority plot yeah if even and i mean there's the there's diana there's the parent there's but like Natalie, i mean yeah they're all characters there's... but i would say the plot yeah. itself is about how i don't even think the plot is just diana i think the plot is related to how they all deal with her illness and then the subplot is Natalie and like her experience related mm-hmm. with Henry because he's outward. The other three kind of are related to each other plus Gabriel. But yeah. I, in Les Mis, there are so many more characters. Two, it's set over a long period of time in Les Mis. Yeah. And then I know I said there were only two, but there are three. And three, I think that the setting really trips us up because if we, I think Taylor, you mentioned this in a few weeks ago, three weeks ago or two, that there is a Les Mis version that's kind of set in a different mm-hmm. time period that's currently yeah. happening in Texas. Where is it happening? It happened in Texas. In it happened like in Texas. 20, like 2011 or 2012. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Yes. So, and I think that the idea of changing the, the atmosphere, the scene really mm-hmm. does change because I think, I think that being a part of resistance, understanding that the the experience of the government is ostracizing and oppressive and feeling voiceless is something that we really feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're being gaslit by our government and we really feel that way. And so did the people during the time of the French mm-hmm. Revolution feel that way. And I think that that's what trips, I think, some of those same feelings that we might feel where the scenery is more plain and knowable to us in uh, this version of America where we totally know what a suburb looks like and we've lived in one. And mm-hmm. we know what life like the Goodman family would look like. Yeah. It's also lame is, is like, again, it's kind of like a magic trick because there's so much going on. Like there's a love story. There's the Tenardiers. Yeah. There's... um there's like Baljan and Javert chasing each other. And then there's the schoolboys, and then there's the revolution. And then there's Eponine trying to fall in love with, you know, and then 
there's so much going on but then it all kind of comes together in such a beautiful way too and next normal is just simple it's about a family it's about the interconnection of their lives it's about mental health you know it's definitely easier for us to feel the emotions because we are not concerned about the plot yeah well let's talk about the songs what do you what what jumped out at you well i i wrote down some lyrics that I either noticed for the first time or felt like, oh, this is so interesting um, because this feels like the same thing. I'm like on this weird thesis that these are the same musicals. Love um, it. <laughs> so from Les Mis, I wrote what, Onral? Um, how do you say his name? Andros? Yeah. He sings uh, during my favorite song, ABC Cafe. Right. Um, obviously, Aaron Tveit in the movie. He sings, uh, now there is a higher call. Who cares about your lonely soul? We strive towards a larger goal. Our little little lives don't count at all. And then at the end, mm. right, song, at, at the end of the musical, you hear that actually together, we hear the people sing, and together we are going to be what continues the hope and the re- re- like revolution and also right. the idea better so i found that very interesting because i felt like oh this is this isn't even this is like more than halfway through the musical and Mm -hmm. yet we're still trying to decide and there are still characters here who are representing this side of self-importance is like our own journey is not important there are Mm -hmm. other people who are saying our own journey is important because we're all important to the larger journey and then i had some others um from late i mean from next to normal that i thought i would talk about just briefly mm. so everything Please. is perfect and nothing's real is what diana says in i miss the mountains yeah. and i had to pause the song and cry <laughs> i had to like go to the bathroom because uh it everyone just... at rachel's work was like are you okay yeah <laughs> literally this week this whole week yeah but yeah, I just felt like that's such a good line. Everything is perfect, nothing's real. And then she key, I think she key changes right after that. Yeah. And I miss the mountains. And it's nothing's just, real, nothing's real. And I yeah. Yeah. And it just is it's just so good. Um, and then Dan says when Diana is still thinking that Gabriel is there, he says, Do you dream or do you grieve? Mm. And I know I've heard that lyric before, but it just hit me in a completely different way. Mm, Uh, Just in general, like that is so interesting to think about. Are we in this experience because we are hoping for something different or are we actually in a mourning process? And that's why we're holding on to whatever we're feeling. Um, And that's something I'm going to tell my therapist about next week (laughs) when I go, (laughs) because I felt it was so good. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. and then uh, the last song. Obviously, I know all these lyrics, but I will. I like these lyrics, especially um, that Diana sings, and then they all end up singing the last part. But she says, "You find out you don't have to be happy at all to be happy or alive." And then Natalie goes in and says, "Give me pain if that's what's real." It's and then all of them say, "It's the price we pay to feel." The price mm. of love is loss, but still we pay. We love anyway. What? Wait, I want to so read. So good, again. so good. Yeah. Give me pain if that's what's real. It's the price we pay to feel. And then they all sing. 
The price of love is lost, but still we pay. We love anyway. Amazing. Yeah. Right. It's like this idea of this like radical resistance in both of these shows about Mm -hmm. self-importance and yet self-acceptance and then also community. Yeah. So I don't know what to pick because I basically was like, they're the same thing with different music. I mean, both of these shows have so much man. Obviously we talked about, we talk about how lame is like, you can't under us. You can't not when you talk about lame, it's just like the mammoth behemoth aspect of it. How long it's ran, how 35 years, how many Tonys it swept, how many, like all this aspect of it. It's a rite of passage to play in in the show, Mm -hmm. to be in the show for, for yeah. It's been licensed now for so long that so many people have actually performed in it, Mm -hmm. including myself and uh, playing leg, leg, yeah, one of the schoolboys. Yes. Proud, proud named schoolboy. I cannot and, say any of their names, honestly. Yes. And um, yeah, it's it's really really cool to see it last to see a show last that long, is really yeah. really cool. Um, and that love seeing them do new updates on it or like try and keep the it concert. current. I yeah, love those. All of that. And then next to normal being a little bit of the opposite of like. Yes, it won the Pulitzer Prize. Yes, it won some Tonys. But it only ran three years on Broadway. It's finally getting a West End production with Casey Levy this year. You know, it's getting some... There was that Australia production a couple... Like a year or two ago that people talked about. But I feel like it's one of those... That did happen at some point. at some point. I feel like it's one of those shows that people are like, oh, yeah, that is an, an amazing show. And mm-hmm. versus Lame Is, obviously, that's just like in our conscious all the time. Um, so. And dare I say that it's the it's about the accessibility of the pain and suffering. Like one is so removed from uh, it's. It is, I think, why people don't want to go to shows. That yes, are yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, it's interesting to think, like, the title of the show, Next Normal, I think people are like, well, what does that mean? What is yeah. that? Like, and the and Les Mis is just so synonymous, synonymous now with, like, uh, it, obviously it's the original Victor Hugo title, and but also it means miserable. Yeah. So that's interesting. But Next to Normal has such weight to it, even when you find out what they're talking about in the show. You know, yeah. I don't need a life that's normal, that's way too far away, but something next to normal would be okay. Like, yeah. an amazing lyric. <laughs> so good. And, yeah. I personally would not be mad if either of those these shows moved along. Yeah, they I, both I, deserve to win. Yeah. Yeah. I have my one I'm leaning a little more towards, but I don't know. I don't know. Well, I you... thought about all these ways. I was like, we could yeah. say that if we were basing it off of <clears> the orchestra, it would be lame is if we were doing it based off of will sets weigh you down because there are too many sets, then next normal would win. True. <laughs> will deaths weigh you down? <laughs> then lame is loses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they have more people so they can replenish their team. That's true. They also have actually fought in battle. But <laughs> yeah, next normal is fighting a mental battle though. It's and true. We all yeah. 
we all relate I mean, to that. If I had to, you know, cards on the table, I think, and just pick one, I would I would pick next normal. I also would pick next normal. <laughs> because and also the I think when it comes down to it too, you have to go on a daily or monthly basis at a certain point, which one, if someone was like, do you want to listen to Les Mis right now? Or do you want to listen to Next to Normal right now? I would choose Next Lovely to Normal. Lovely ladies. Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Lovely ladies, yeah. And I think Stars, maybe that's because it's a little more modern yeah. too. But also mm-hmm. I think it's the the power and the orchestra. Even if I'm having a, you know, sometimes I like to listen to Next to Normal when I'm having a, crummy day because it does like the orchestra does kind of help like it like oh it's like I'm feeling all my feelings and all these things but then also when I when I'm even having a good day I'm like yeah I'll put on some Superboy and the Invisible Girl and Mm -hmm. scream out my heart like yeah you know yeah it's so good yeah well I mean and I I don't always want to sing stars when I'm in a good mood so I constantly (laughs) want to sing stars so I don't know what you're talking about well, yeah, we all I know mean, how I, I feel about stars. Think, so I definitely think Lame <laughs> is is such a classic, and I have such respect for it. And yeah. I am sad to see it hit its end on our March Musical Madness. Yeah. But I also believe that Next Normal also deserves. <gasps> I agree. I agree. Wild. We made it through this Yay. whole thing, Taylor. How did we do this? Oh my gosh! I'm so finally. happy. People are like, finally, we can talk about something else. And I'm I like, was so happy we? because I really, in my heart of hearts, wanted Next Normal to win, and it won. Should have won Best Musical. We'll get there at some point, but um, yeah. If we haven't told you already, it didn't yeah, win Best Musical. It did but not it win did Best win Musical. The Prize. And it did win our March Musical Madness. Next <laughs> Normal. Our first annual March Musical Madness. <laughs> will it be a yearly thing? Only uh, time will tell. People are like, no. Wow. Next year, we're going to do best Megadine performances. <laughs> There's so many good ones already. So, yeah, please. I love oh, that. Oh, man. Well, congrats to the Next to Normal team. You'll be getting our uh, award in the mail soon. <laughs> and uh, Tom Kit, Brian Yorkie, come on the show. Yeah, come on yeah. over. <laughs> Our uh, award is actually just a please. Will you join our Patreon? Yeah. Please will you join? It's actually a little invite to the theater nerd cult that we have (laughs) created here, and or it's a little basketball with the uh, with the next to normal uh, poster wrapped around it. (laughs) Oh man! And when you squish it, it sings Superboy and the Invisible Girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my goodness. Well, oh, Rachel, we thank you. We have finished Thanks, our Chase. March Musical Madness. I know. Wow. Okay, we did it. All right, Rachel, let's talk about character of the week. Let's do it. If you're new here, welcome. welcome. You just listened to a whole episode, and this <laughs> is the end segment where yes. we. Pick- thank you for joining us for our finale <laughs> March Musical Madness. What a time to yeah, join us! Time there. for you to join, yeah. but welcome. We we love you, and we're glad yeah. you're here. True. And uh, this is the segment where Taylor and I pick a theater character that we're feeling like for this week. So we think, how have we been feeling? What have we been up to? And what theater character uh, maybe has the same feeling, thoughts, vibes, or situations? Right. Um, if you would like to join in on the discussion on all the 
shucked goodness that we talked about. <laughs> Hopefully, except Jesse Green sure. from the New York Times. Um, yeah, bye. <laughs> yeah, bye. Uh, Shmigadoon, uh, Neil, Neil Patrick Harris joining Peter Pan Goes Wrong, or just our thought, our um, you know, our uh, final March Musical Madness prediction of next to normal winning um, the uh, championship game. Please comment on our social media pages. Also, tell us who your character is this week. You may get a shout out on a future episode. Rachel, would you like to hear my character this week? Please, tell me, tell me. Oh my goodness. Well, as you all know, because I've talked about it in previous shows, I do work with children at my job. And I just feel like... Listen, even today, you know, I said I worked a 12-hour day. It's been a long day. We did a lot of, you know, helping out the chillins, making sure they're safe and happy and loved. And I feel like this character is, but also, you know, it's stressful. You know, I got 12 kids I got to take care of. And this this person had seven kids he had to take care of. Um, But you know what he did? He got a singing nun to come and help him. But I feel like he was a little bit stressed. And just tired, so he had to get Maria to come in and help him because that's right, I'm Captain Von Trapp from <laughs> The Sound of Music. <laughs> that is uh, so good. That I was unexpected and very good. I'm season really three, Schmigadoon, The Sound of Music. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, amazing. Thank you, Captain Von Trapp. Wow. Oh, of course, ship so shape. Rachel, who, who is your character? You're right. Who is your character this week? This week, I'm feeling all of the emotions. I'm feeling fanciful. I'm feeling Ooh. romantic is the wrong word, uh-huh. but I'm feeling. I'm just feeling all the all the feelings. I'm maybe, right. you know, don't know what's ahead of me, um, but yeah, I also really am feeling like I. I'm living within the four walls of this the situation that I'm in. So mm. that reminds me of this one girl who uh, kind of falls in love with someone as she's, you know, not supposed to, and also right. feels all the feelings, but decides to sing them out anyway. Um, with a band on the stage, this is the girl from Once. Ooh, I, I love that. Thank you. Love it. Oh, yeah, so fun. I know. Oh, well, could not be more opposite characters uh, this week. <laughs> uh, if you would like to join in on our discussion, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us, and we will see you next week. I don't know you, but I want...